Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Here we are, Radical Australia Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. That's right, the program is podcast. You can access the podcast the next six to eight weeks by going to 3cr.org.au. Her Right Royal Highness, the Dower. Dowagers, Empress, <laughs> Dale Bridge is here. Good afternoon, Dale. Good afternoon, Joe. I need to show you respect. <laughs> I was I, I was hauled over the coals this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you why later on. Yeah, all right. I've got skid marks on my bottom, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. I put SSD on it. It's all right. Okay, as long yeah, as, 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 as you've so got, disinfected be, and deloused. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to be I've got to be very nice today. No rude words. I few rude words slipped into the program this ah. morning. Oh, got to watch know. that. Yeah. You got to watch that, especially morning program. The kiddies could be listening. You that's know, the, that's you know, the kiddies could be listening to the Anarchist World this week. You know, that's the type of thing you'd expect them to listen and, to. Yeah, and it's the kind of um, uh, white noise that yeah. the mainstream would like yeah. to point out as negative. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. know, let's you, ab- you, avoid it. You know Spike, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, well, you know, he started listening to the Anarchist World this week when he was 13. Look at him now. Oh, he's fantastic. I, I was part of his the corruption process. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice to see you today, Dale. I'm glad, glad you're feeling better. Now, we do actually have a guest. Yes. Susanna Sue Susie Leach. Susie will do it's a simple process. This it's just you and me, and if Dale gets excited, she jumps in. And we're just sitting in a canoe. It's a lazy spring afternoon. I've got the paddle. You're in the canoe. And if I see an interesting tributary, we go up that tributary. If you don't want to go up that tributary, you just say, Joe, I don't like it. There could be crocodiles down mm. there. All right. So you just talk about what you want to talk about. I'm not here to score points. Make you cry, just to talk. Now, two questions. The first question is very simple. Just to orientate our listeners, what year were you born? I was born in 1958. Oh, that makes you relatively young. You're not even 60, are you? you just tomorrow. 60. I'm 60 tomorrow. Dale, you know what happens when this oh, happens. No. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Susie. Happy birthday to you. Are we the first? Uh, you are indeed, yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I, hope, I hope somebody remembers tomorrow. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's nothing mm. worse than mm. when you have an hour at the end of your birthday mm. and people forget, is there? Mm. No. So, the, only way, the only way for them to stop them forgetting is by actually um, you organising the party. So have you organised something? I have got a party on Saturday, yeah. Excellent. That's good. I'm very mm. pleased about that. So what's the first thing you remember when you, about being on planet Earth? Um, I was preempted about this question, which is a good job because I can't remember what I did yesterday, let well, alone um, right, what right. happened then. But mm. I do recall being told specifically by my parents that I must not um, walk home from school and walk on this little brick wall. Right. And like all children of about five, I thought, no, I can do it. And my next memory after that is being in hospital and my knee was split to the bone. I fell off it. Oh, at least your skull wasn't split to the bone. That's true. And I did get lots of attention for a while, but yeah. Mm, mm. You still got the scar? Oh, look at this. What a scar. I am so, as a medical practitioner, (laughs) that's a bodgy job. I'm telling you that. I I suffer from keloid scarring, apparently. You do, you do, you do. I was looking at that and I thought, oh, this is very nice. And it's not everyone I show my legs to, I might add. Well, you... Well, Susie, can I can I rephrase that? Listeners, she didn't show me your legs. She showed me one leg. Okay? okay. So it's all all medical. It's all all right. It's okay. Dale's my chaperone. All right? And uh, although she was sleeping, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> All right, so uh, what was your childhood like? Uh, I was very loved by my parents, I'll right. say that, but I found it quite difficult. So. Right. Mm. Were, they, um, were they born in Australia or were they born overseas? My parents were born in Leeds in the United Kingdom. Right. And they, so was I, yeah. Right. Are they still alive? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they were born in Leeds. How old were you when you came over? Uh, the first time I was two. Two. The first time. I've emigrated twice. Yeah. Right. So the first time. So mm. you and your parents. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Seven brothers and sisters. Oh my God. Mm. Seven. Mm. Uh, Leeds Irish Catholics. No. No. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. But no. oh, oh, I, I don't know. Um, I don't mean that in any negative no, sense. I understand but yeah. That. yeah. Eventually, my mum became Seventh Day Adventist, right. and yeah. yeah. But were they Catholics? No, but no. similar sort of thoughts on why you uh-huh, have uh-huh. plenty of children. Mm. Uh, sex is pro- for procreation, I assume. All right. Uh, are all your brothers and sisters alive? All of them, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. thankfully, yeah. are they uh, in Melbourne or are they? They're back all in, in Perth. Perth. Mm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So you came at two. When? How old were you when they? Everybody went back. We all went for a holiday in when I was 16 and yeah. I got trapped in the UK. I didn't have a re-entry visa and I wasn't able to get back to Australia. <laughs> I can't believe this. I thought Dutton wasn't around then. Mm. Okay. All right, let's go back a bit because this would have been, if you were born in 1960, you were born in 1958, you were 16, it's 1972. No, it was about 75, 75 when I went back, I think. All right. So you're two. Well, let's go back a step. So where did you go to primary school, here in Melbourne or Perth? In Perth, uh, yeah. Wembley Downs Primary School. Right. Mm-hmm. What, with your brothers and sisters? No, they, we all got born all over the place. My father was in the Air Force, so we right. moved a lot, yeah. Well, the Australian Air Force, I assume, yeah. was he? Mm-hmm. Right. And what, what, what was the... Uh, uh, engineer or no, a, he started off as a, 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 the lowest of the low, an right. air craftsman, but yep. 
Um, by the time he retired, he was an acting warrant officer. Right, right. He couldn't take the warrant officer position because he had did, health problems. Right, yeah. okay. And your mum, did, well, seven kids, she'd be, have her hands full yeah. at home, wouldn't she? Um, mum had very poor health as well, so right. she was the worst case of TB in Australia. Right. Um, and so she, she, had she, came, she came across with TB? No, she was about 23 when she was, became very, very ill. So I, I actually can't tell you the exact no, age no. I was, but I was very young. And but she, she was in Australia. She was in Australia. We wouldn't have let her in, you know, if we knew she had TB. Yeah, I know. We used to do x-rays in the good old days. Yes. Keep yeah. people like your mother out. Mm. All right. Okay. So did you look after each other, the kids at the... At the your brothers and sisters, because obviously if your mother's very ill with TB, she'd be gone for long periods in sanatoriums. Yeah, she was in the hospital for nine months at one point and mm. nearly died three times. Right. So how yeah. did you all cope as children? Um, I've, I was, my, at that point, there was only myself and one brother and we were put into a children's home for a while. Right. Uh, and then, this is starting to sound like a very grim story, I'm afraid. No, well, um, that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Find out the grim back. <laughs> Have you got a psychologist on hand? But anyway, um, we'll be right. Essentially, um, people from Mum's church took took myself and my brother in after that. So we spent so some how, time. How old were you? Oh, probably six. Six. So what what happened to the other kids? The other five. Oh, they hadn't been older? born at that point. They so hadn't been born. Right. There's twenty years difference between myself and my youngest brother. So twenty years difference. So yeah. just you and your brother at that stage. Yes. Mm. And so, Dad was in the air force. Yep. And they couldn't even organise for you to get care of any time? We didn't have any family here, so we hadn't been in Australia very long. And, right. yeah, that was the way it worked. Dad had just gone into the Air Force and right. he had to go on rookies, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Rookie training, and he was somewhere like Canberra. I don't know where right. he was. So yeah. your kids were farmed out? Yeah, well, we were in the home and then we... How, how long were you in the home for? I actually don't know, but quite a few weeks. Right. What was that? You got any recollection of that? How old were you then? I would have been six. Right. Any yeah. recollections of life in the home? A happy recollection of oh, um, those um, sprinklers that go round on the lawn oh, and they yeah, judder, yeah. judder, judder, judder round. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of my happier re- recollections. Yeah. That's good. And then what? What was your mum's church? Has she been? At that point, it was uh, Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they took you on, did they? They fostered you? Uh, some of the people within that church, yeah. Right. Mm. And how long did that last? I don't know. Uh, quite a while, yeah. And how, how old were you when your mum came back? Well, probably the, she was in hospital nine months, so right. probably still six, yeah. Six, six. Mm. And she was sickly after that? or She was very... She, they took one of her lungs away and mm. her other lung was diseased. But, right. Um, right, Yeah, so she had very poor health. She was actually deserved to have the best health. She was a vegetarian, didn't drink, didn't smoke, and mm. Um, mm. Th- which probably explains why she made it to 55, which was very unexpected. Yeah. So, so like she was in her mid-twenties at that point. Didn't drink, didn't smoke and died of lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah, terrible in, in her mid 70s. So I, I understand. So your mum died when she was 55. So how mm. old were you? Oh, God, now you're asking me. I actually couldn't tell you. No, Probably. all right. <laughs> Don't worry, all right. Pen and paper. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah. So. Was primary school a bit disjointed in Perth, or did you go to a number well, of primary we, I schools? I went to loads of schools around mm. uh, Perth and in yeah. Victoria because you used to get posted every two years. Right. So um, most people dreaded the postings. Every year all the Air Force people, oh, my God, we're going to get posted, but our family looked forward to them. Why you was get that? a whole new house, you go, right. yeah. But, yeah, and the, and the family's growing and growing. 
Mm. All right, so you get a whole new house. That's good. And where in Victoria were you posted? Uh, by the time I was 14, I went to Sale High School. Sale? Mm. What was that like? In, uh, that's 72, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I couldn't really tell you except it's probably not the most desirable place. I hope I don't offend anybody here. Uh, look, um, we, we don't care. Look. Uh, I, I prefer Melbourne to Sale, let's put it that way. And how long were you, were you there for the two years? For two years. Yeah, because yeah. you've got the Air Force base there at Sale. Yeah. That's mm. right. And by that time, there were seven kids in the family? By the time you got to Seven, start? yeah, so okay. the eighth hadn't been born. Yeah. Right, okay. All right. And uh, did you finish high school? No, I finished year 11. I didn't mm. have the motivation. Also, we were going to struggle to pay for the school books. Mm-hmm. So the two things worked together. Plus, we had a trip to England planned. Mm. But that's extraordinary, isn't it? Your, mm. your father is part of the Air Force. Mm. You know, he's a member of the Defence Forces. You'd think he'd get a little bit of, his kids would get a bit of special consideration. Mm. And you can't go mm. on. Because of financial issues, basically. Well, in them days, and I can't tell you the detail mm. uh, about it, but I do mm. know that a lot of people in the Air Force had to also get money from what's now called New Start yep. or Social Security mm. because the wages were so poor. Mm. Um, but then, of course, as soon as there's war blooming, the wages seem to pick up a little bit. Wow, it's mm. now getting extraordinary. Mm. So you, went to, you had a trip planned to England. How many of you went back? We all went back. We lived off eggs, chips and beans for nine months and wheat bix and to this day most of us won't eat beans, but we all <laughs> still love chips. Right. <laughs> So that was before you went to save or when you got that there? That was when we were saving to go back. Right, yeah. so you all jumped on a plane? Yeah. Was, well, the whole nine of you? Yeah, and that was in the days <laughs> when it, you actually had to stop, do numerous stops. And Dad yeah. said as soon as we stopped, say, at Malaya, all, all the kids would scatter yeah. all through the airport and be trying to grab little kids here, there and yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So we nearly lost a few, yeah, but, but we made it, yeah. But you all made it to London. Mm. London and then uh, Leeds? London and then Leeds, yeah. Right, so this is the first time... You remember meeting your extended family, is it? That's the first time, yeah. And, and who, who, who was there? Um, my, both lots of grandparents and a, an eccentric uncle who I loved to bits. And what was his name or her, his name? His name was Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. Why was he eccentric? He lived off the grid. Everything he did was different. And right. sometimes he'd This is in Leeds. In this, uh, near Leeds. He yeah. lived in Halifax. But right. Sometimes he'd be telling you a story and you'd think he must be making that up. Mm. But he never was. It was always true. Yeah, so he so lived completely off the grid? Uh, not totally off the grid like that, but he didn't mm. work in... He was an electrician by trade, but he mm. didn't um, work nine to five. He always mm. had some sort of, I'd call it, unusual business deal going uh, on. He so. wasn't a cockatoo or a, you know, an SP bookie, was he? Not that I know of. <laughs> All right, you said he has unusual business. Yeah, unusual. Yeah, always legal, I'd say. Uh, maybe it was a fence. Uh, no, he, he did things like... Um, uh. He went, went one of the first people to go into Russia when it right. opened up, um, mm-hmm. and he was, I don't know what he was doing there, possibly something shonky, yeah. but he was <laughs> over in Russia, and um, yeah. he he bought this barn, which was from the cent- 900 AD, yeah, right. and all it was was <laughs> like um, stones and rubble, right. and he right. said, I'm going to build this mansion, I'm going to do this, 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 I'm going to have uh-huh. a spa, he did all of it. He did all yeah, of it. Yeah, but people would look at him because he didn't look the type and right. they'd think he was making it up, but he actually a Walter wasn't. Mitty, a, Malta, a Walter Mitty character, you know, I fantasies, did. yeah. What did the grandparents and both sides think of all these kids turning up unannounced? 
I think they were a bit shocked um, <laughs> every time another one was born, <laughs> yeah. particularly since after I was born I was a difficult birth, and I have to say I've probably been difficult since. But um, yeah. Dad was told that Mum would never be able to have any more children, and right. Dad always said if he ever got his hands on that doctor. So. Oh, well, yeah, he couldn't <laughs> sue them, you know. But I think looking back there was probably a bit more to it. Than that. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't go into that. It's not that. It's that type, not not that type of show. <laughs> we don't actually want to delve yeah. into your appearance. Uh, Private affairs, really, on Radical Australia. Mm. If you want to, I'm happy to talk no, about it, but I prefer not to. Yeah. So, so what happened when you try to get back? Well, I didn't realise when I, well, as as we left Melbourne, yeah. the, a, a chap at um, security at the airport said you don't have a re-entry visa. But I said, it's all right, it's okay. I didn't want to do anything to disturb the holiday that we'd been planning for nine months, the first trip my parents had had back. So, so did everybody else have a re-entry visa? Uh, uh, they were all Australian. I was born in England, so I went back on my British passport. But how, about your, how about your parents? Uh, I, I think they were Australian. They went back on their Australian passport. So I was, we didn't really understand. Like We're not travellers. Right. Um, and I do remember the guy saying, you haven't got a re-entry visa. I said, it doesn't matter because I'm going to go over there and I'm going to go in to nursing and stuff uh-huh. so but I didn't understand the significance and nor did my parents uh-huh. okay. and so I'd been there about a year uh-huh. um, and I'd started nursing actually and my father became very ill and I tried to I went to book a ticket to come back right. and I couldn't she said you need a visa and that that's when it dawned on me that I was stuck there. So. What do you mean you needed a visa? How long yeah. have you lived here? 14 years. 14 years with, yeah. at that All point, right. six brothers and sisters. And this is, this is during the white Australia policy. You look pretty white to me. Yeah. And you couldn't get a visa? No. In fact, I, 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 em- I applied to emigrate and I was knocked back. Why? Um, because at that time, you could, the only way I could get in was if I fitted um, into certain job categories, which right. I didn't right. at that point. So nobody really cared. Well, you couldn't I, get back. Oh, I think they did care. I don't think anyone quite realised. Mm. Right, but I mean, I'm talking not about your family. Oh the no, opposite. they didn't. Oh, in the Department the of Immigration care. Yeah. You, I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> well, you've got to have um, certain personality characteristics, I reckon, to work there. there. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you mm. actually sit in the studio here in Melbourne. So mm. when did you get back? Uh, 1985, so I, I was there 10 years. I met my ten. husband there. All right. Let's go mm. back then. You're 10 years in Leeds? Yes. Mm. And did you finish your nursing degree? Uh, I did, yes. Right. What type of nursing? Well, first of all, I it's too complicated to go into, but state no. enrolled nurse, which was a two-year course, yes. then registered nurse, yep. another two-year, then yep. midwifery. Yep. So yeah, so you did everything? I did a few things, yeah. Yeah, well, that's everything. State mm. enrolled nurse, registered nurse, midwifery, that's mm. six years. Mm. And did you practice as a midwife? I did, yeah. Uh, in hospital or outside hospital? In hospital. M- which hospitals? St James's University Hospital. Right. And how long did you do that for? Not very long, actually, because I hadn't long finished when I got accepted to come back to Australia because I was a midwife. Ah, because mm. ah, you're a midwife. We needed mm. midwives. So we look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a little bit romantic here. I like these stories. Where did you first see your husband? In a nightclub. Ah. Not yeah. a nightclub. Yeah. Go on. That, that, yeah. That's the that's yeah. the Tinder. That's the Tinder of the seventies yeah. nightclubs. Yeah. Okay. In fact, it was the day after my birthday, ah, and right. I don't think he saw my face all night. Uh, I, I, yeah. Look. Uh, yeah. Look. Uh, look, uh, listeners. Just in case you're wondering what what uh, Susie's pointing at, uh, it's something that women have. That's all I can say. A decolletage. <laughs> well, there's a col- 
Decolletage. Thank you. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, she's put me in a place, says I deserve to be, but I, I never noticed it. But that's actually probably a true story too. It's a true story? <laughs> yeah. But so when did he actually look at your face? Oh, probably the end of the night. End of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. I mean, what did you find? What, you got on or what? You yes, he actually looked a bit like my eccentric uncle. Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah. he wasn't like him in personality. But right, mm. right. Look, look, before I delve into this, I've got to ask one question now. Mm. Uh, because I may put my foot in it. Are you still married? Uh, married for 40 years. I no, 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 hang on, hang on. 37 years. But you're still month. together. You're still together. Together 40 years on, on All Friday. All right, okay. Well, on then Friday, I can delve. I can delve. Because you've got no, no yeah. idea in this program. Because yeah. I don't do any research because yeah. I'm lazy. I just yeah. talk to people. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you say, oh, she died. Oh, I divorced the bastard. You know, <laughs> at least I know I can work down, down this thing. And, how old was he? About your age or a bit older? Two years older. Two, yeah. What was he doing? I actually don't know. He's just out for a night out. Ah, yeah. right, having mm. a night out mm. in Leeds. In Leeds. Yeah. All right. Okay. And how did the, how did the relationship blossom? What happened? Uh, it just progressed as these things do. Next thing you know, we're manacled together. So. Manacled, manacled, <laughs> in a church wedding mm. or a registry office. A church wedding. What yeah. type of church? Uh, church of England. Right, mm. and, and and who was there for the wedding? Unfortunately, none of my family. My granddad gave me away, so. Oh, they couldn't afford mm. to come no. to England, mm. right? So, your granddad, which, on which mm. side? Uh, my mum's side. Right. Yeah, yeah a very genteel person. So, mm. unfortunately, I didn't get all of his genes. Right. Okay, I'll go into that. Yeah. And so, what? By now, I assume you knew what he was doing for a crust. Yes, he's a technician, yeah. What type of technician? TV technician in them days. Oh, yeah. he wasn't a licence hunter, was he? No. No, no, I don't think most Australians understand about the English licence and the hunter and the hunts. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, what did you think about... Did you have any children by the time you applied to come to Australia? No, and oh, oh. I have to tell you that of all the people I knew, my mm. husband was the only person who didn't want to move to Australia. He loved Leeds, right. very close to his mum, yep. and um, he loves all the historic buildings. He hates the beach. He looks like a Viking. He's yeah. very pale-skinned. He can't yeah. stand the sun, and he can't stand the sand, and he can't stand sun cream. Well, well so, he must really love you, Susan. Well, he, he I mean, if I was him, yeah. I, would have, I would have stayed in Leeds. Yeah. I wouldn't have followed you. Uh, you've never been to Leeds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if he wants to stay, I actually have Leeds been to Leeds. Come, Leeds has come up in the world, I've actually, actually been to Leeds, yeah. and I've been to Sheffield, and oh. I actually worked at the uh, Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Sheffield. Really? Yeah. Yeah, in 19... Oh, maybe 79. Okay. I did a few, few weeks well, there. Well, we I must have been in the same areas yeah, at that yeah. time. It was dreary. It was yeah. so dreary, the whole place. Yeah. Oh, it was very... It's not now. What, <laughs> no. with, what with global warming and things. Uh, it's not dreary. There are some positive. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe how dreary. The hospital, Stoke Mandeville, was yeah. dreary. Oh, dear. I worked at Leeds Infirmary, and if you want to ever get depressed, oh, yeah. there's a place to go. And you'd, and you'd walk out, and you'd see these huge Russian-style housing blocks, and, oh, mm. God, it was dreary. But the people are all right. Yeah, the people are very kind. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, look, I, sh- I shouldn't have told people I was at Stoke Mandeville. I'll be haunted now. Mm. Uh, you remember Professor Goodman? No. no, he was the pioneer that started uh, spinal cord injury rehabilitation post-Second right. World mm. War because mm. all these people who were paralysed and had to do something mm. with them. And Stoke Mandeville Hospital was the hospital. But getting back, so 
You say to your husband, I want to be there on that conversation. Mm. What's his first name? Nigel. Uh, Nigel. Hello, Nigel, if you're listening. <laughs> well, I can see this. Nigel, is, was this at the dinner table, was it? Or No, he, look, he knew all along he that knew, I had to he? come back to Australia. I was uh, so homesick. Like, yeah, I love yeah. this country. I grew up here. I've yeah, got now eight brothers and sisters here. And he knew. I knew I had to come back, so it was very yeah. difficult for him, yeah. So how many years were you married before you came back? Do you, anything to do with maths. My brother's a doctor of mathematics, and right, right, I'd have well. to get my pen and paper out, well, but not happens, long, a couple not of years. A couple of yeah. years. Obviously, your brother shortchanged you. Yes. You know, the genes weren't distributed evenly amongst the children. No, they were A doctor of mathematics? Yes, he where, is. Where, where did he get his doctorate? Um, at Melbourne Uni. He's, oh. he's actually probably a doctor of statistics. But statistics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tedious. He must be tedious, is he? Uh, not really. <laughs> not really. He's very clever, that's for I'm sure. sure. I'm sure he's exceptionally yeah. clever if he got a doctorate from uh, Melbourne University. Now, getting back, so, so what does Nigel think about all this coming to Australia? Is he, is his mum still alive when he left? Unfortunately, she is alive, yes. Still? Yeah. She's 91. That's fortunate. It's not Mm. unfortunate. It's fortunate, yeah. And she was very good to me. She always treated me like a daughter. Right, Mm. right. Did you have any children when you came back? No. All right. So where did you come back? Back to Perth? We came straight. We I had to by law on my... By law. I had to come back to Melbourne. Right. And having come back to Melbourne, my husband was terrified. He'd never been out of work in his life. Right. So he started applying for work. And at that time in 1985, there was so much work. Yeah. People were ringing up and offering, I'll give you a better job, you'll get yeah. a bigger car. So yeah. he took the first job from the first company whose name he recognised, which was Vision Hire. Right. So he, he started work 12 days after we emigrated. So he actually wasn't out of work and he still never has been, thankfully. Right. So, right. Oh, mm. well, that's good. Mm. So how about you? What happened to you when you came back? I went into hospital management and then oh, hang we... On, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stayed enrolled nurse, registered nurse, midwife. Why this devi- And you came here on false pretenses that you are going to be a midwife. Yeah. And, and you move into hospital management. I did What's work, going on I, here? I did work a little bit in hospitals. I did one delivery, delivered one baby here. But, um, <laughs> one baby? Yeah. At that I think we need a refund. Yeah. Well, would you, would you come on, <laughs> did you come here on a subsidised passage? I'm going to demand. I'm going to, no. Oh, you no, didn't. I was, no. going to, I was going to write to Peter Dutton and demand yeah. a refund. Yeah. I mean, it's worse than being an au pair. All right. <laughs> It's 4.30, this is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. We're interviewing the happily married Susie Leach. Right, and Dale's here, obviously, because if she wasn't here, you wouldn't hear any of us, because I don't have any technical expertise, unlike your husband. So... Did you ever have any children or? I have two boys, yeah, two both boys. in the mid-twenties. In their mid-twenties mm. now. And uh, did you have midwives at your birth? Uh, I did actually, oh. yeah. Did you mm. tell them what to do? I had to deliver the second one myself. Well, what happened? Tell us about this one. Yeah, they did. Well, you've got um, the experience. They didn't believe believe that I was as far along as I was. Yep. Um, and virtually Nigel nearly had to do it. So. Right. But all's well that ends well. So, so, so what hospital gave you all the runaround? Jesse Mc, the old Jesse McPherson? No, or? down William Anglis. We, so oh, it yeah. all happened very quickly. You mm. don't live down that end of the... Uh, I live up in the Dandenong Ranges, yeah. You're kidding. Mm. In the Ranges. In the Ranges, yeah. That's the Badlands. 
Uh, you know the history of the Danny Nong Ranges? I've heard that there may be a dead body in the forest at the bottom of our garden, but apart from that... Um, uh, but do you know the history of the Danny really. Nong Ranges? It's a great history and people yeah. should know it. And but me being an amateur historian, well, do you know that after the Danny Nong Ranges were logged and they're all naked in the 1890s, there was a huge depression in Melbourne and the unemployed were rioting and causing a lot of trouble. So, how did they resolve the issue? They offered the unemployed five acres of free land in the Danny Nong Ranges as long as they had had to camp on the land. Wow. Mm. And that's how they actually populated the Danny Mm. Nong Ranges. And they'd Mm. all troop down once a week down Mm. to Fern Tree Gully near the William Angles Hospital Mm. down there to get their groceries and then mm. put their little sacks on their little sacks mm. on their shoulders and walk back. Wow. And most of them obviously couldn't make a living out of, out of five acres, but mm. it was one way to solve the unemployment crisis, mm. give people useless land. Mm. And then we did the same. It's very fertile land, though, isn't it? Up no, there? no, no. Oh, no. I think so. It's volcanic soil. Oh, it, it is, seems. but it's so hilly and oh, it's yeah. just very hard to farm. Mm. How many farms are around your place? Oh, not on the street we're on. No, because so. Sylvan's different. That's further down. Yes, yes. That, yeah. That's very, mm. that's very volcanic. But mm. actual, the actual ranges, that's the land yeah. they were giving away. All right. So um, what's life like in the Dandenong Ranges these days? I haven't been there for at least a week. Well, we <laughs> rarely lock our doors. Rarely? Yeah, there's no crime. Um, there's no crime. Well, I go there on a Thursday afternoon. There should be some crime. <laughs> Well, I, I do know the local police. All right. Okay. No crime. Did you move there initially? We moved to Mombolt initially, yeah, no, and no, I was just attracted to the birds. Yeah, but that, that, that would have been the outlands in, in the mid-'80s. There'd be nobody yeah, there. That's right. It, it was what we could afford, but also it was just so beautiful with the... Um, magnificent gums and the ferns and anyone who hasn't been up to the hills get up there now right. go to the rhododendron gardens go to cloud hill it, you'll, you've forgotten how beautiful it is if it, you it haven't been for a long time and you can catch a bus yeah you don't need a car people yes. think they need a car but they don't mm. you can catch a bus from mm. the from collingwood here or fitzroy yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Dale, can you take me out and whip me, please? <laughs> I just told people three CRs in Collingwood. That's across the road. We never mm. talk about Collingwood. Well, our PO box is in Collingwood. I know, I know. I've mm. been fighting against that for mm. 41 years, but <laughs> lost every time. It, mm. You know, when we have meetings, they, people say, what, what have you got against Collingwood? And I said, well, just look at them. <laughs> All, right. All right, getting back to you. So you moved to Mombok, what, in the late 80s, early 90s? Uh, about 87. 87, yeah. yeah. And I assume having two young boys in Mombok, they must have had a horrible life. Oh, God. We had you one know. in Mombok, then we moved up higher. Higher? Yeah. So we're on top of the mountain now, and people, once they move to the Dandenong Ranges, particularly Alinda Mount Dandenong, they either leave within two years yeah. because they can't stand the cold, oh. or they never leave, and we're in the second category. No, yeah. you would never leave mm. Mount Dandenong. That's mm. an extraordinary place. I mean, Alinda is a bit mm. too busy for me, but mm. Mount Dandenong, I don't think people realise how wonderful it is. Mm. They should go to the sky lift at Mount Dandenong. I oh. assume you've never been there. I've never been to a sky lift up there. Yeah, oh, you mean the Sky High? Yeah, Sky High. Oh, the Mike, Sky High. Yeah, yeah. the mm. Sky High. Because mm. yeah. you can have a picnic, it's free. Yeah. I think you've got to park 
if you take a car, you've, you've got, got to pay a few dollars parking for yeah, the car because it's a private yeah, um, yeah. venue. Yeah. Yeah, but you can take a you can take a picnic lunch. You can take yeah. the kids. You can take a bus. There's yeah. a bus stop right up there, and you can see the whole of Melbourne. Yes. Mm. So it must have been a terrible life for your two young boys mm. being brought up at no, uh, Mount Dandenong and Linda. Yeah. Must have been. You know what? They enjoy what playing with snakes and reptiles and. What? Yeah, they had a look. I I didn't let them cross the main road, Ridge Road, until they were twelve. That's what they, <laughs> I know. That's a true story too. Really? But they went to Mount Dandenong Primary School, which is a gorgeous little school, uh, two hundred students in yeah. the forest, yeah, and, and got, a very nurturing, caring school. And you got the little CFA thing up there, mm. and the little cafe, yes. and, and all the stupid tourists rushing up mm. and down mm. the road. Yeah, all right. And you got Montrose down below. Yeah, I know all about it. Expensive real estate these mm. days. You know that. Mm. Very expensive. Nobody oh, it's actually not that expensive up in the hills compared to once you come off the mountain. Mm. So what, yeah. what are the hills? What are the hills? The hills are like anything, Sassafras, mm. Um, mm. Linda Mount, Dandenong. You get a lot more value for your money up there. Mm. 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 And is, is it cold? It can be cold. It does snow occasionally. I got... Um, I went out for a walk this particular day and I hadn't even had a shower. I looked an absolute wreck and I thought, I'll get this walk done because it's going to snow. And I went for a walk and it's hailed, it snowed. Two people tried to give me a lift. I said, no, I'm out for a walk. Yes. And then I walk around at the shops, in a, around the corner mm. where the shops are in Alinda and there's Channel 7, Channel 9 and Channel mm. 2 all filming. I went up looking as ugly as mm. it's possible to look on, on yeah. national news. <laughs> but the great thing is you didn't have a, need to have a shower when you went home. <laughs> so there was always positive yes, to this. Yeah. That sounds ideal. What's life like for the, the young la- for the young lads? What, they went to the school, good school? Yes, um, they did. Uh, so Mount Danning on primary school mm. and then mm. I put them into Oxley College, which actually went against my principles. principles. I wouldn't put anybody in Oxley no, College. No, it went against nothing. No offence to Oxley College, but I'm, I'm yeah. a bit of a socialist. Yeah. But it's just that I felt that they needed... Discipline. Um, and peer pressure to make them finish high school, which worked in the end, and they yeah. mixed with some gorgeous kids as well. All right, so, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll forgive you for that. Yeah, you might have to. We have to. So what happened to this hospital management business that you started? Oh, I had children, um, so I was a director of nursing for a while there. Director of nursing? Yes. Where? Um, at Coonhill Private Hospital, right. specialised in, specialised in drug and alcohol. Yeah. Um, only for 18 months, um, mm. but I was very young. I was under 30. I was a very yeah. high achiever. Yeah. Um, now I'm a bit of a rebel. But um, right. essentially, um, we I ended up working in my husband's business. We bought out the other partners. So, what, this is Vision Hire? Uh, no, no, that wasn't Vision Hire. We set up our own. We were a service centre for Sony and Panasonic. Right, yeah. right. And right. then I recently did a degree in counselling, so... A degree in counselling. Look, am I going to get a job out of this? (laughs) Not not from us. I mean, Dale and I get paid a huge amount. (laughs) We had a $4,000 wage... No, sorry, 4,000% wage rise last week. Mm. You know what 4,000%... I know, it sounds like a lot of money. A 4,000% wage rise of nothing is? Zero. It's nothing. So even your maths, you know, PhD, doctorate brother from Melbourne Uni would know that. Mm. All right, so um, you used the S word before. What do you mean you're a bit of a socialist? Where did all that come from? 
Uh, I actually don't really know because I, when I was in England, I voted, and I'm afraid to say I, I made a big mistake for Margaret Thatcher. Mm. But I recently filled in a vote compass on the ABC, and I came out as left and more progressive than green. So oh. work that one out. Well, you're a free CR woman then. Yeah. Oh. Someone actually said, oh, you'll fit in at 3CR, Susie, so really? whatever that meant. Oh, yeah. All right. So when did your paid employment finish? Oh, two years ago I injured my knee and I haven't worked. Not the same knee. No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got can, scar- I, can I have a look at the other yeah, one? No, the scars no. Aren't, aren't quite so impressive All on right, that one. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I've only recently been able to walk properly again. So, and well, You mean... Did you injure near at work or at uh, Yes, home? actually I did, but um, I don't really want to talk about no. that story. But, no. um, All right, yeah. well, let's just talk about what was the actual injury to the nerve. Oh, look, it, I've got uh, a torn meniscus, but also it was quite complicated on the MRI, the, the right. orthopaedic surgeon, which I understand you are. Is that no, correct? No, You're not? No, no, no. But um, can, but he said it was a right mess. So a right yeah, mess. Oh, a, like, that's very medical. Yeah. A right, it's a bloody right mess. <laughs> yes. It's the type of thing I would yeah, say when yeah. I look at an MRI. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bloody right mess. Anyway, so I'm very happy I've had some surgery. But right. unfortunately, and I wouldn't mind mentioning this, mm. um, I, I'm a big believer in Medicare and my family's never, ever had a problem with it. Right. But... I was put on a one-year waiting list to see a specialist. That's right. It's just it's and disturbing, I was, isn't And it? I wasn't able to walk or work mm, or anything. Right, and then I right. paid for an MRI at great yeah. expense yeah. and wrote a... I'm very good at putting pen to paper and yeah. wrote a letter to the specialist at Maroondah with yeah. a copy of the MRI yeah. and got bumped up to a Category 2, which was still a six-month wait. I couldn't walk. Yep. Um, yep. So in the end, we had to pay for the surgery because... It, you know, it just That's wasn't right. worth it. Yeah. Well, people don't Which understand. is very disappointing, but I've never, ever had a bad experience with Medicare, ever, and my family's had lots to do with it. So no, whether it's, it's... It's really not a Medicare issue. It's really a, a public hospital issue. Mm. As you know, I mean, I've been a director of nursing, there's a waiting list. Mm. There's not enough funds. There's not enough mm. hospital beds. Mm. People get put on a priority list. Mm. You get bumped off. I remember when I... Was it 77? That's how old I am. 78. I was the eye registrar mm. at, at a hospital, and uh, I dreaded ringing up people mm. for their eye surgery because mm. you'd ring up and you say, "Oh, hello, is this Mrs. Mm. So and So?" Yes. Well, I got some good news for you. Mr. So and So can come and have his mm. cataracts done tomorrow, mm. and they'd burst out crying because mm. they'd been on the waiting list for so long they yes. died. Yes. You know, and so it's mm. not a, it's not a new issue, but. You know, you've got elderly people, mm. uh, middle-aged people, young people with chronic mm. issues and they cannot get the care they mm. want because it's not life-threatening. Mm. I think as well, I could be totally wrong on this, mm. but mm. with orthopaedic surgeons, there's a lot of money to be made in some areas and maybe there's just not enough of them prepared to do work in uh, public hospitals. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just a speculation on my part. Well, there's a lot of orthopedic surgeons. I, I'm not part of that profession, but there's a lot of orthopedic surgeons. And uh, to actually have a public hospital appointment is, a, is an honour because it actually raises your oh, reputation. Oh, okay, all right. There's only okay. the good ones that actually okay, get public right. hospital okay. appointments. Mm. It's more. It's more a matter of uh, hospitals not employing them mm. because they don't have the resources or not enough operating theatres. Mm. Excuse me, Susie, you've just done something that is unforgivable. <laughs> Sorry. You have looked at the clock. I just want to know when he's going to ask me about why I'm on radical activism. <laughs> well, yeah. we have t- plenty of time. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of time, mm. Susie. I look at the clock. Oh, sorry. That's my job. <laughs> Could, uh, Dale, we're going to have to discipline this guest. Just continue. Okay, <laughs> all right, you've been saved. I mean, Dale... 
is, is the producer. She tells me what to do. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you had a bung knee. Your career's come to an end. Your kids have left home. There's tears rolling down my eyes. So when did you hear about 3CR? Well, after I finished my counselling degree a couple of years ago, I started working for Wellways. Excuse me? Who? Wellways. Uh, Who are they? They used to be called the Schizophrenia Association. Right. And I was working as a volunteer on the helpline. Right. And I just showed an interest in doing something to do with radio and next thing you know I'm over here it happened that fast right. I don't know what happened to me and I oh. have a public speaking phobia which I keep trying to overcome so oh, you haven't got a, you've had no problem dealing with yeah. me and if you can deal with me you can deal with anybody yeah. Yeah. I mean there's nobody as rude as I am <laughs> so and it's, and it's cantankerous so it's one, it's one of life, anyone who knows me knows it's one of life's little ironies that I'm working on the Brainwaves program at right. 3CR. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go back a few yeah. steps. See, so you've, you've burst the bubble again. This mm. is the problem because you're so full of energy and life. Mm. <laughs> so, so when did you first step into 3CR? Uh, June this year. June mm. this year. Mm. All right. What made you volunteer for, um, not this program, the Brainways program, but for the, um, you know, uh, acting as a counsellor? Uh, well, I probably have to start by saying I went into counselling because I, I met some people which I won't go into. No, um, no, no. We uh, don't mention those. It just there. showed yeah. me that there's people out there really trying to make a difference. And at mm-hmm. that point, I was probably stagnating. And at my age, you can either generate or stagnate. Mm-hmm. So I spent a year deciding to come up with some, what could I do, what could I do to make a difference? And I decided to go into counselling. So right. I did that degree in three years. And, and where did um, you do that degree? At the Australian Institute of Professional Counsellors. Right. And then I always wanted to do something with it. So working on the helpline, you know, I found it mm-hmm. very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How difficult is it working on a helpline like that? There was, well, I, I didn't want to take on a senior position. I didn't mm. want that responsibility. So any time there were a couple of calls where I'd just say to my supervisor and hand the call over. Um, so what, you, you get people who are totally delusional? Oh, no, sometimes... Uh, in very dark places, yeah. Right, so, right. Mm. and you had what? I didn't want that responsibility, so I would. That's why I prefer to just work on the helpline and not take on a, a, okay. a greater role. All right. Mm. So, you worked, walked into 3CR in June. Mm. What did you think? Well, as soon as I um, ha- there was a promo on the very first. Um, day of training and I thought oh I like these people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I do recall seeing you in a cafe and I thought I know that guy because you've been coming through my Facebook feed for years I've been coming through your face yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm your friend uh, no you were coming uh, through as people you may know we have people you may know 17 mutual friends we have 17 <laughs> mutual friends yeah, activists yeah oh this is, mm. this is embarrassing mm. Susie we've known each other for years <laughs> and I didn't know mm. yeah, alright well you Okay, yeah. well, you caught me out because I do sit in the cafe and have a coffee before I do yeah. the morning programs mm. just to so I can read uh, and relax and think. Mm. And you walked in and you came right up to me and I think to myself, I don't know this person. Mm. And you introduced yourself and I'm thinking, I 
can't remember meeting yeah, this person, yeah. but I am elderly, so yeah. I thought, oh, I must not have met her somewhere mm. and I've forgotten. Mm. So I actually haven't met you before. We hadn't met before, no. No, no. no. Mm. And what, I invited you to come here, did you I? You did, yeah. Oh, I must have thought you were interesting. <laughs> All right, but when you came, have you done the training? I've done the training. The yeah. full training? Yeah. Tell yeah. us what that entails. It entailed a lot of tears on the last day because I thought I'm never going to be able to work out all this technical equipment. Mm. But I did. I've panelled a couple of times. Mm. So but how long did that, the training last? Uh, six weeks, I think it was. Right. Yeah. And what, what, yeah, what did you think of the people who trained? I loved them, yeah. You loved yeah. them. Can you mm. give them some brownie points? Who have we got I've, that you love? Uh, Nikki and Kelly yeah. in particular and Lauren from the Brainwaves team. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're all good, were they? Yeah, and Leanne's been very supportive since too. Yeah, mm. so they've all been nice to you since very you, nice, ca- yeah. you walked in here. Mm. Stranger. Mm. After it costed me in the cafe. They're probably scared of me, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They're scared of me, not you, Susie. Mm. All right. Mm. Now, can I tell you, can I tell you a secret? Mm. I shouldn't say this on air because mm. it's very embarrassing. I've actually never pushed a button here at 3CR. Oh, okay. I can't panel operate. Yeah, I'm it's, totally it's useless. very doable, you know, as long as. Really? You, you think I should do the training course? I, I think you should. I could train you. Yeah, you just. Could you? Yeah. I don't think anybody else would want to yeah. train me here. Yeah. They'd throw me yeah. out. Mm. No, you reckon. It, so yeah. anybody could do it? Yes, you, you have to. You didn't have any technical expertise before you did it? No, and I was afraid of that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So but I thought. Confront your fears, Susie. So. All right. So you would recommend people, to, if they're interested, to come in and be trained? I certainly would, yeah. Mm. Mm. So what's this Brainwaves thing? Uh, Brainwaves is um, a radio program that's on directly after this. And it, really? Uh, it's on I've never drive, noticed. Yeah, <laughs> it's on drive time from 5 to 5.30 and yeah. it talks about mental health issues mm. and it... Uh, it's basically geared for people who either suffer from mental health issues mm. or have relatives who suffer or mm. are carers, um, and it covers all sorts of topics. So mm. why, why did you move into the field of mental health? Uh, oh, well, I moved uh, in the family. There's, well, I've suffered from depression and anxiety, mainly depression, right, right. reactive depression a few times, and mm, mm. yeah, um, probably for that reason. Maybe, maybe for our listeners, could you explain what reactive depression is? It just means a, a, a depression triggered by an, uh, experiences. Or, or an event or something. Yeah. yeah mm. So it's the same, it's a thing that we all... Yeah, it can happen. It can yeah. happen to anybody mm. at any time, and mm. some people find it very difficult to break out of that pattern mm. without assistance, okay? Mm. But you wouldn't... So how did you find out about brainwaves? Oh, only from working at Wellways, yeah. Right, mm. right. So they needed sacrificial victims, didn't they? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's enough people on the team, but right. they just thought it would suit me. So, so when we finish this program, when Dale and I try to fight our way out of the studio, mm. and there's masses of people outside. That, there are, that, That's yeah. your mob, is That's it? our mob, yeah. And they're all trained and yeah. primed and ready to yeah. go. Yeah. Mm. That's extraordinary. Mm. Have you got any plans for the future? Uh, personally, I'd like to open an Airbnb because I live in Alinda and I can't do that at the moment, but I will be doing Why soon. do you want to do that? Why do you want strangers near your place or in your place? Because I haven't won Tats Lotto yet and I don't fancy um, working for anyone else again. I'm about to be 60, right. so I just like a bit of independence like that. Uh, well, I have stayed at, well, I'm doing it, I have stayed at places around there. They can be quite mm. lucrative, they you know. Can they can be very expensive, mm. some of those places. Mm. It is champagne, chocolates. Mm. It's not very uh, radical, is it? 
no, that's not <laughs> radical, but I do get up to radical stuff on, on other What levels. were you doing today? Some little, little birdie oh, told me I'm that uh, something happened in Alinda today, which no, made, me, which made yeah. me sick. We went down to... Um, Tony Smith MP, the Speaker of the House of Parliament. You went to congratulate him, did you? No, we went to sit in at his office. We're trying to get kids off Nauru and men off Manus. Excuse me, we? Who's we? I went with some um, elderly ladies like myself. Uh Um, You're not even 60. No, and... (laughs) But, and I'm, I'm very um, were young you the youngest? Were well, you the youngest in the group? Maybe, but yeah. 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 The gran- you... Grandmothers against children in detention. So, so are you a grandma? No. So you, there were two false pretenses. One, you're not elderly, and two, you're not a grandma. I know, I know. Oh, yeah. No wonder. So what, what happened? They locked the doors Oh, no, we just went. It was, it was very um, tidy. We just went and had a sit-in and sang We Are Australians uh-huh. um, in Tony Smith's office. Yeah. It is Unity um, Week, so it's a good time to it's, it's actually the day yeah. of the child today. So, the day yeah. of the child. Excellent. Mm, mm. And um, obviously you were received with... Oh, he wasn't there. He's in Parliament. He's the Speaker. So, uh, so what? that's what they call they get, him, they isn't give it? You, Because you're elderly grannies, do they give, or fake grannies in your case, do they give you tea and bickies? No, unfortunately not. But the police turned up at one oh, point. The yeah. police turned up? Yeah, well, they did have, um, what is it called, the riot squad and the police out uh, on the rally on Sunday in the city when there were children protesting. Yeah. Yes. You've never yeah. seen so many police in your life. So how many police were there on Sunday? So I didn't go on Sunday, but, but looking at the photos, those, there were quite yeah, a few. Yeah, but so the special a, response squad were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah public order squad. Mm. People like you, they should, you should be kept under control, you crazy grannies. Because mm. you're everywhere. You're mm. in Bendigo, you're in Ballarat, you're in mm. I'm actually not part of the group officially, but I just protest with them in Belgrave occasionally. In Belgrave, okay. So I'm, I'm part of other groups. And what mm. other groups? Uh, whistleblowers Activist Citizens Alliance. Excuse me, Whistleblower Activist Citizens Alliance. What's that? Well, we're, uh, we believe in direct action. So mm. um, we do things like shut down Parliament and stuff like that. What for? To draw attention to the abuses that are occurring in our name. Mm. And when was the last time you shut down Parliament? Uh, about, it would have been four months ago, the Victorian Parliament. So what happened? Um, we went in and we uh, stood up and mm-hmm. disrupted Parliament and very quietly read a statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what other groups are you involved in? I'm involved, the, this group is a, a very persistent group. They're not as radical. They're called mm. Spirit of Eureka. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they stand up for workers' rights and for a sovereign and independent Australia. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been with them for? About four years, actually, and it was meeting uh, people in that group that helped me to meet people in the WACA group, mm. and things have sort of accelerated from that point on. Yeah. All right. Well, mm. no wonder you need your own business, darling, because mm. nobody's going to employ you anymore. You realise that. Uh, that is the price of activism. Yeah. You're going to have to, you know, find your own way. Mm. Well, you know. Uh, I, I don't know if I... I I can't see any reason why I couldn't get employed. We were arrested in Parliament. You're a troublemaker. Mm. There'll be a record. You know, you look, I mean, that scar on your knee, everybody knows who you are, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, have you got any plans apart from the Airbnb for the future? um, I'm always trying to lose weight, so... hmm. Really? Mm. You want to go on my diet? Never what diet are you on? No, I'm not on. I, I, I give advice. Mm. This is the best diet in the world. Mm. Uh, you can modify. Are you a vegetarian or not? Uh, I have been for seven years, but no, I've been eating meat, unfortunately, yeah, lately. Yeah. All mm. right. But this is a very simple diet. You don't count calories. Mm. You'll lose at least two kilos a month. Mm. 
but you do need a little bit of discipline. Okay. It's very simple. Uh, I'll give you the vegetarian option, and mm. then you can, then we'll add the mm. other bits and pieces, the dead, mm. the dead, dead animal options, mm. if you wish. And the vegetarian option is very simple. You can eat any vegetable you like, any way you like. Mm. Deep fried, boiled, mm. steamed, and you can have as many chips as you like. Mm. And being from Leeds, you'd love chips, as mm. you told us to be mm. in the program. All right, that's it. You can drink tea, coffee, water and spirits, mm. okay? But no wine, beer, anything else. No orange juice, no juices of any mm. type mm. and no fruit of any mm. type, okay? Because okay. they're laden. This, people think they have a healthy diet because they're eating a lot of fruit mm. and juices, but they're full of calories, mm. okay? Because they're full of fructose, okay? So mm. you've got to remove that from the diet. So it's pretty, would you eat eggs? Yep. Well, then you could have omelettes with mm. vegetables or frittatas, Italian frittatas. Now, if you want to, if you want to add meat, you can add any meat you like, any way you like, any, any seafood you like, any mm. way you like. Okay. So what you're basically removing is you've got your carbohydrates because you've got your chips, mm. right? So it's not no carbohydrates. Uh, 80% of uh, vegetables are basically, um, you know, water. Mm. All right. So that's, that's my advice to Well, you. I've got a diet that went round the nurse's home at Harrogate District Hospital. Yeah, yeah. You can eat anything you like as yeah. long as you drink a bottle of syrup of figs a day. I like and that. And that was my diet, and it yeah. took off like yeah, they went called, through toilet roll like you've never seen yeah, it's before. It's called the bu- yeah. bu- bulimia diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. The time has flown. Uh, hopefully, you, if you leave Australia, get back. You've got an Australian passport now? I certainly do now, yeah, That's yeah. good, because mm. I wouldn't want to tell Peter Dutton about mm. you, because you may have to come back as an OP. Oh, Peter Dutton knows me, but yeah. Oh, mm. well. I imagine. All right, well, I don't think he cares. Mm. He's going to get lose his seat in Parliament. Mm. He's getting his He's children things mm. organised. Well, thank you very much, Dale. Mm. Thank you very much. It's been Thank a pleasure you, talking Thank to you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. No, it's a, uh, I've mm. always liked talking to interesting people, and I wish mm. you all the you and your husband all, and your children all the best for the future, and keep on being active, uh, because it's people like you that make the difference. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. All the you. best.
sneaks in the White House, computer geeks in the schoolhouse, drug freaks in the crack house. We don't have that stuff here. We got a tiny little force, yeah, but we need them, of course, for the kittens in the trees. And at night we're on our knees as quiet as a mouse folk. God is in the house. God is in the house. God is in the house, and no one's left in doubt. God is in the Homos roaming the streets in packs, queer bashers with tire jacks, lesbian counterattacks. That stuff is for the big cities. Our town is very pretty. We have a pretty little square. We have a woman for a mayor. Our policy is firm but fair. Now that. God is in the house.